0: Oh. <laughs> All right, hey fam! It is Phoenix Kalita. Uh We are doing some swap cast stuff. Um, <laughs> I know people are like, "How come you didn't swap cast at Woodhall?" I tried really hard, but there was just a lot of um, stuff going on at the event, and unfortunately, just did not have time. Um, yeah, I need to learn. Uh, I don't know. I guess better time management when I'm like more in a position uh, where I have more responsibilities. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't just speaking. I had to do a lot of things with Swap, which is good. It's fine. It's awesome. But it definitely uh, left me with less time than I anticipated. So, regrettably, I did not get to record while at Woodhall, although I would like to get some people together to just sort of do like a round table and just talk about what our experiences were like, how it went, so on and so forth. But um, this week, folks are just kind of like (laughs) chilling after Woodhall because it was a lot. Um a lot happened and you know, some of it was amazing and some of it was not so amazing, but you know, we all made it through. So uh as everyone's recuperating, I'm just gonna do some sex worker news and keep it brief. Um and then yeah, maybe next week if we can get some folks to talk about <clears throat> Woodhall or conferences in general or something of the sort. So um, Because this is sex worker news, all the trigger warnings for everything ever, um, right? So police harassment, sexual abuse, um, you know, social stigma, all those type of things. Because, you know, that unfortunately is uh, something common that comes up when you're talking about sex worker rights. So I'm going to keep it short, y'all. Don't worry. So I found this really uh, fun article. I say fun. Fun is not the right word. It's an interesting article. It's a responsible fucking article. Um, and it's from opendemocracy.net. And I really like the way that they covered the Nordic model uh, as far as sex workers um, being deported. Because remember, you know, I've talked about it on this show. I talked about it on the regular podcast. I've talked about it when I do my international news because, you know, it's something to remember is um, the abolitionists, <clears throat> as they call themselves. You know, the Swerve and surf crowd, they always insist that you know, the Nordic model is to help women because sex work is inherently harmful to women, prostituted women, uh, and that the Nordic model will keep them safe. The Nordic model uh, won't hurt women. And, you know, every time you talk to a sex worker from a country that has a Nordic model, they're like, yeah, actually, I'm not um, really safer. I'm still facing a lot of danger, still risk. And so this article on opendemocracy.net was um, quite helpful. I'm going to put a link to the article um. So the title of it is Send Them Back, Migrant Sex Workers Deported. Uh, Anti-trafficking policies claim to support vulnerable women. However, their implementation leads to imprisonment and deportation of migrant sex workers in Europe. In June 2019, two sex workers, one of whom was pregnant, were jailed for nine months in Ireland. The two Romanian women were selling sexual services from uh, an apartment they shared for safety when they were raided by police. Selling sex is legal, which has been implemented by the so-called Swedish model of sex work, but because the two were uh, the two of them, what? Hold on, this sentence has a typo. But because there were two of them, the police—oh, there wasn't a comma—that threw me off. My bad. But because there were two of them, <clears throat> the police were able to charge them with brothel keeping, which is not legal. This is just one example of a compl- of complicated risks facing sex workers in Europe today. Those risks don't disappear under the Swedish model, a legal framework promoted as a win-win way for states to protect sex workers while punishing clients, as has been shown. Regardless of the model used, sex workers, especially undo- undocumented migrant sex workers, remain at high risk of criminalization uh, in Europe and consequently of imprisonment and deportation. Uh, constant targeting. In countries where selling sex is an administrative or criminal offense, police routinely target both street based workers and their clients. Sex workers soliciting in hotspots or cruising areas are particularly vulnerable to police harassment. Evidence from Serbia shows a pattern of arbitrary arrest for activities as minor as loitering at locations where sex workers solicit clients, offering to service passersby, or even possessing condoms. Oh, so that's not just an American thing where having condoms is a crime. All right. Non-sex work related laws such as traffic regulations or public morala- morality and order offenses are also routinely used against sex workers in places where selling sex work itself or where selling sex itself is not illegal. Sex workers aren't only targeted at their workplaces. Gender and racial profiling makes them vulnerable regardless of where they are and what they're doing. Roma women in the Balkans, for example, uh, report constant harassment from police in their daily lives, while Chinese sex workers in Paris report they're often afraid to leave their homes or workplaces. They fear police targeting them based on their migration status. Being chased by police is part of the everyday reality of sex workers, even in countries with the Swedish model. According to the 2018 evaluation of the client criminalization law in France, municipal bylaws restricting sex workers at local level and regular identity checks aimed at those selling sex result in sex workers still being more often criminalized than their clients. Sex workers often report intimidation by police, including being pressured to report clients. If they're undocumented, they're frequently threatened with deportation if they do not comply. Government officials frequently justify these types of police intervention as part of the fight against trafficking. Yeah, oh fucking k. Um, In practice, however, it's clear the primary aim is to surveil, raid, and deport migrant sex workers. In some countries, those suspected of being potential sex workers are stopped and returned at the border. In Sweden, the mere assumption that a person uh, will not support themselves by quote-unquote honest means is sufficient grounds for denial of entry. What honest means? Sex work is honest. What the fuck? I will perform this service if you pay me this amount of money. It doesn't get more fucking honest than that. Fucking pearl clutching. Uh, as Swedish policies openly declare that victims of trafficking should not be reintegrated into society in Sweden, but rather in their country of origin, even those classified as victims of the crime are sent back. These are not caring policies. These are policies of identity. Uh, uh, ooh, policies to identify, obstruct and remove. That is not, however, how they are presented. Abolitionist feminists have long advocated for a model that primarily uses criminal justice to protect women from prostitution. Ah, oh, yes, good old, yeah, it's, it's just a mess. The Swedish model has roots in these campaigns, but for sex workers, the police play a repressive rather than protective role. It's this discrepancy between the lived realities of many migrant sex workers and a white middle class hope in the police as the savior of women that has led us to anti-trafficking policies that exacerbate the vulnerabilities of sex workers rather than supporting them. Evidence is clear about the impact of approaching sex work as a criminal justice matter. According to new research, sex workers operating in a context of rep- repressive police policing have a three times higher chance of experiencing sexual or physical violence than those let alone to go about their business. Sex workers thus demand that policymakers and abolitionist feminists reconsider their rose-spectacled view of police intervention and instead listen to those who face the consequences of these policies every day. So, I mean, I don't think there's anything new in that that, you know, anyone who's going to listen to this podcast didn't already know. Right. But I just appreciated that it was um, well-written, used examples and was just was responsible. Honestly, I, I just appreciate the responsible um, journalism, you know, because too many stories are really on the whole, uh, you know, well, sex workers don't. um, you know, deserve to have a voice or they don't deserve to be adequately represented or we have to speak for them. So it was just a nice change of, p- change of pace to see an article that, you know, kind of, sort of, maybe cared a little bit about sex workers and their actual safety. Eh? Eh? I don't know. <clears throat> All right. I think I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. Let me, oh, yeah, totally going to sneeze. Got to pause. Got to pause. And this is also, by the way, now that I'm back because I had to pause to sneeze. This is also, by the way, one of the reasons that it's always easier when you have someone um, on who can like co-host with you or when you have a guest on to interview them because then they can say words while you just put your mic on mute and sneeze (laughs) or cough or whatever. Yeah, I've done it before. It's helpful. So, yeah, more people, please come on the Swapcast. All right. Uh, My second story um, unfortunately is awful, um, but it is something that needs to be discussed. So here we go. Uh, a woman who was running away from police was hit by two vehicles on the Gulf freeway service road in, uh, Southern Houston. The woman was initially detained by undercover police officers who were investigating citizen complaints of prostitution in the area. A woman is expected to survive after she was hit by two vehicles on the Gulf freeway service in the Southeast Houston According to police, she was attempting to run from officers as she was struck. It happened in the 8200 block of the Gulf Freeway Service Road. Houston police said shortly before 2 p.m., undercover officers were conducting an investigation into complaints of prostitution in the area. During the sting, the woman unknowingly got into an officer's car. Police said the officers never identified themselves, but the woman felt she was dealing with police, so she decided to run away. Mm Mm-hmm. She was struck by two vehicles and ex- uh, rushed to a hospital where she is expected to survive. Now, I know that's a short story and that's the whole story. But, you know, keep in mind, you know, with what we just, you know, covered in the last story, this whole idea that police are here to help sex workers. How terrified are you of police if you're willing to get out of a car, run across a freeway and get hit twice? Right. I mean, everyone knows running across the freeway is fucking dangerous. Everyone knows that. And yet still felt that that was a better option Rather than dealing with police, that's how terrified sex workers are of police, and that fear is completely justified. Uh, sex, uh, sex workers have a history of being raped, beaten, abused, robbed, extorted, and so on and so forth by police. So you can't expect sex workers to trust them at all. And it's just like so regrettable that you know all these um, you know prohibitionists, abolitionists, the anti movement, the rescue movement are still like. No, really, police are going to help you. No, police are not going to help sex workers. That's not their job. That's not their function. Police are here to enforce laws. <laughs> police are here to protect property. Police are here to um, uh, maintain, help the wealthy maintain their power. None of those things help sex workers in any type of way at all. And it's just really, really unfortunate that, uh, you know, we're still pushing for these more police policies when more police interaction results in this, Right. Remember, there was an Asian sex worker who jumped uh, out of a fucking apartment building trying to get away from police, right? There's sex workers who hide from police. And, you know, these are supposed to be investigations. These are supposed to be raids that are supposed to be rescues. But what does it say when people are literally running across freeways and jumping out of buildings to get away from their rescuers? Obviously, these people don't feel safe or like they're about to be rescued. And yet here the fuck we are still pushing for more police. Hmm. All right. Anyways. Uh, I said a super short episode. It's been like, I don't know, 10, 12 minutes. So let me get up out of here. Uh, I will record another Swapcast tomorrow because I know I'm way behind on recording. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, But yeah, I'll record again tomorrow. If you have any sex worker news you want me to cover, you can always hit me up. My DMs are open on Twitter at uppity negris, two Ps, two Ts, two Ss. Uh, And yeah, just uh, link me up with any news if you want me to cover something in particular. Otherwise, I will cover what I find. And I think that is about that. Stay safe, ma'am. I'm out of here. One, two, three, they're gonna run back to me. Cause I'm the best baby that they never gotta keep. One, two, three, they're gonna run back to me. They always wanna come, but they never wanna leave. Hey!